This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is your Sunday 88 Films, wait for it, slasher classic series of reviews. I'm your host Duncan McLeish, welcome to the show. Now why did I say wait for it? Well, this time last year we thought we had put this collection to bed. We'd done what had been teased from the group 88 Films themselves as their 50th and final slasher classic. Now once again, that was based on an assumption from a post where they made seven or eight claims on April Fool's Day and said three of these claims are true, the rest are not. So with that in mind, we counted down, we waited and eventually they released a movie called Snapshot. And Snapshot, I assumed, and I don't know, I'm sure back in the day I read something that said this was a slasher classic. However, um, there's a lot to say that it isn't, and now in hindsight, I probably should have picked up on that. One, the slipcover was not the same red as the rest, and actually two, it doesn't say anywhere on the box that it is actually in the slasher classic collection. So we're going to call that a faux pas. To McLeish, and yeah, they have returned a year from that to release their now 50th, 50th disc. So on this episode, we're doing disc number 50. It's Maniac from 1980, directed by Bill Lustig. We'll be doing a review of that movie after the first break. Before we get to that, though, let's catch up with where we are under the stairs, concluding this week of podcast content for you in some style. We have done quite a bit this week actually and we have so much more to do in this month and then entering our second busiest month of the year which is December which is also a shortest podcasting month that we do every year with the doors to podcast under the stairs officially closing on the 24th of December for some two weeks of bliss for me when I don't podcast and I enjoy the much needed time off. So there'll be much more details on that pretty much from about next week onwards. We're going to start doing the old uh, the old posts on the Facebook group page, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash cast with the different categories that you can vote for in this year in the polls. So as always, we'll have your dream Christmas horror movie review, dream double bill with guest. And then I believe we also do, is it Christmas Commentary, I think is the other one. As well as that, I also like to do the kind of anti-version of Christmas, which will be a true crime double bill doc series, um, which you guys get to vote on as well. So we'll sober ourselves up by talking about some stuff that maybe ain't full of festive cheer as well. On top of all that, between now and then throughout November, every Monday, you'll be getting a 
a review, ladies and gents, of a witch-themed movie and our entire month dedicated to witches. And we will be doing a little draw for a Russian Roulette franchise retro that will be running late November, basically all the way through December, for the Bad Ben series as well. On top of that, your usual 88 films Italian collection series, of which we're two this away from being completely caught up on that one because he did release another title in the interim, and then the Arrow Video Assortment to boot. So, so much stuff, and yeah, maybe the Baz will come back. Maybe he'll do that. You never know. We've got a brand new Halloween movie to discuss with him, and that'll be landing in your inboxes soon as well. So yeah, tons of stuff. Like I say, plenty to catch up on. On the Teapots Collective, well, yeah, Opera Omnia will return next week, uh, a week later than I had originally planned, but it's worth the wait. Myself and JP talking about Annihilation, and then Opera Omnia will be concluding its year of work in December, where we are kind of wrapping out reduxes of um, both our Peter Strickland series, where Richard Glenn Smith will come back and discuss the brand new Strickland movie, um, Flux Gourmet. And we'll also be having Mr. Watson back under the stairs. And he and myself will be discussing In the Earth, the Ben Wheatley movie from last year, which will bring us up to date with all those as well. You'll have more doing The Nasty, more Chronicle with guests from other shows, bringing their European horror movies to discuss. And yeah, that's really about the extent of it. Like loads and loads and loads and loads of stuff coming your way and I can't wait to bring it for you. Just a, once again a, a reminder, the podcast under the stairs will close its doors. I'm going to be saying this a lot over the next couple of weeks on the 24th of December for two weeks. Okay, let's get down to it, shall we? I'm going to take a short break just now. You're going to hear promos for shows that I love. You're going to hear the trailer for this number 50 of the Slasher Classic Collection. This is Maniac. I'll be discussing the movie right after this. Want to learn more about horror directors? With a lighthearted look at three of their movies, meet fearless podcaster Gore Blimey. I've been unsettled by bats in the past and startled by parrots, and I've even been known to jump at the odd cockatoo. Discover horror films that are classics, and others, too. There's a topless aerobics massacre, an exploding rock singer, cannibals, nude martial arts, a deep fried But it's not all silliness. You'll get proper movie breakdowns, opinion, and background information, too. Yep, in the 80s and 90s, Jeff Stryker was huge in gay porn. In every sense. So if you're a horror film fan, come and check out the Trilogy of Terror podcast at strangeanddeadly.com or find it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or on your podcatcher. One of those people that has a certain charisma and a certain style, and I'm just hoping one day he'll rub off on me. The Trilogy of Terror podcast, where we try three times harder to give you the willies. Ah! 
maniac. It will tear the life out of you. And welcome back, ladies and gents. So here we are, finally, finally, finally. Uh, disc number 50 in the Slasher Classic Collection. This is Maniac. This one, surprise announcement for me, because I was like, we've already done this 50. And like I said in the intro, once I found out that, I was uh, I was shamed. I was shamed for my incompetence to not realise it clearly, clearly isn't the 50th disc. So, yeah, false advertising aside, here we are. The 88 Films website says, Following the disturbing story of blue-collar serial killer Frank, played by Joe Spinell, William Lustig's violent slasher movie has become a cult classic in the ranks of the horror film fandom. In a plot which weaves in elements of Peeping Tom and Taxi Driver, this early 80s horror fully delivers both a chilling character study and a gory exploitation piece. Dark, grimy, and oppressively claustrophobic, Maniac remains a firm favourite and an unmissable shocker. Presented here, fully uncut for the first time ever from a stunning new 4K restoration. The special features on this one are a limited edition slip crease with brand new artwork by Joel Robinson. This also features a limited edition booklet by David Flint. A 4K restoration and 185 one aspect ratio, high definition Blu-ray 1080p presentation, DTS-HD MA 7.1 Remix Audio and a DTS-HD MA 2.0 Original Audio. It also has optional English SDH, an audio commentary with producer-director William Lustig and producer Andrew Garoni, uh, an audio commentary with producer-director William Lustig, special makeup effects artist Tom Savini, editor Lorenzo Marinelli, and Joe Spinell's assistant Luke Walter. It has a audio commentary by the Hysteria Continues podcast, also has Maniac Outtakes, Return to the Scene of the Crime with William Lustig, Anna and the Killer, an interview with star Caroline Monroe. The Death Dealer, an interview with special makeup effects artist Tom Savini. Dark Notes, interview with composer Jay Chataway. Maniac Men, an interview with songwriters Michael Sembello and Dennis Matoski. Uh, the Joe Spinell Story. Mr. Robbie Maniac 2, promo reel. Maniac Publicity, Maniac Controversy, theatrical trailers, TV spots, radio spots and a reversible sleeve with the new artwork by Joe Robinson as well as the original poster artwork as well. Technical specs for you. This one uh, got a release date of the 24th of October, so just like about a week and a bit ago. Uh, this one is region locked to region B, which is why it's saying it's uncut and in 4K for the first time and means in this territory here, I believe, uh, was it Blue Underground put it out in the States? Um, uncut, so yeah, there we are. Uh, the picture format is HD 1080p 185.1, audio format is 2.0 and 7.1 DTS HD Master Audio, languages are English, certification 18, the runtime a spry 1 hour and 28 minutes, and there's one disc in here as well. So, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Um, I mean, there's no dispute in this one, uh, this you could argue is the finest slasher in the slasher classic collection and i wouldn't disagree with you i think this is like when i think about the slasher classic collection as a concept in a whole which to be honest with you for the most part it hasn't really done the goods on there's a lot in here which feels like we're scraping the barrel of what we can or even just like tangentially calling it a slasher there's no escaping that maniac fully is a slasher exploitation movie in the grandest traditions. Yes, it doesn't necessarily follow the the tropes of a masked killer 
and yeah, there is some kind of POV killing sequences, but we spend a lot of time with the killer himself. We're in the head of Joe Spinell's Frank character, which I think adds to not only, I was going to say it's charm, because it's not a charming film by any stretch of the imagination, but I think its legacy is pinned on that. I think there are so many disposable slasher movies, primarily because we don't get to know much about the killer except what we're told at the very end and the kind of clumsy psycho deliver, uh, delivery lines at the end. Um, but also on top of that, there, there's no depth to the characters, like at all, like zero depth. And in Maniac, there is. You spend a lot of time with Joe Spinell um, and the more time you spend with him, the more unlikable, vulnerable a character he actually is to you as the audience. I mean, this is the very definition of guerrilla filmmaking. Um, you know, this is Joe Spinell out on the gritty, grimy streets of New York with a camera, just guerrilla-style filming, no permits, nothing. Uh, this has a very young Tom Savini in here with the infamous head explosion sequence, which, you know, kind of cemented him... I mean, he'd done stuff before. He'd already worked on plenty of projects before, don't get me wrong. But I think without Maniac, that transition to the slasher world for movies like a, kind of the Friday the 13th stuff or The Burning, a lot of that is pinned on the stuff he did in Maniac. I think that's the, the when he moves from being the gore effects guy that can do zombies and all the rest to, like, you just want gnarly blood and slasher stuff, then Savini's your man. Um, so you get those aspects as well. It's, the thing about this 4K render is, like, you literally can taste the, the 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 piss in the air on New York City. It's so bizarre. It's so crisp, but if anything, it makes it even more unpleasant an area. Like, everyone just feels dirty. Uh, no more so than Spinell, who is incredible in this movie. I mean... I think if we're talking about slasher villains of all time, if Spinell isn't in your top five, then you're probably not doing the correct list. Yeah, it's fine to talk about your, you know, your Michael Myers and your 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 Texas Chainsaw Massacre, your Leatherfaces, all all those things are are fine. They're fine, but I mean, once I said before, like the more you get to know of this character in the movie, the more the more horrific it becomes. Like the fact that you can like wear the mask of a serial killer and pass off fine and speak to people and get around but they don't know what lurks beneath the surface is the is the gnarly part of this story and also the bit that's most true to life because that's how serial killers are and this movie kind of nails it in a time period where we weren't fully aware of what serial killers were um, and didn't understand their impact on the genre of films moving forward as much as we would until we hit the mid-80s, and then it goes off. So, I think that's great. Simtrack to this movie, fucking amazing. Always love the score to this. It just, it fits. It's in tandem with what you're watching, and Lustig, for all his guerrilla kind of exploitation roots, cinematography is really energetic, it's kinetic, it's vibrant, and that adds to it as well. He captures the, like, I, the cliche line that I think every reviewer does when they're talking about Maniac is, you know, like, New York feels like the third character, you know, like, and that, I kind of feel that as well. The city, I don't know if this movie works as well without that grittiness. It's the same reason that it works so well in Taxi Driver. Um, also the same reason that the, the kind of Skid Row area of LA works as well in the Maniac remake. You need that 
as a here is the background and here is why things will slip through the cracks. Here is why something like this can operate, and here is why no one is no one is picking up on this. It, you know, it's all in there as well. And Maniac has some fucking incredible death sequences. I, I think it's it, it, fair to say, um, really pushing the boat, like really pushing the boat for for that as well. And I, it's a weird one. I don't know if. When Lustig made this one, he would appreciate the impact it would actually have. In a lot of respects, this movie feels like he's taking a punt to see how we can do here. There's a gamble here to see how Maniac will land. And its enduring legacy is one very much rooted in the fact that when people came to it, they could see the talent behind the movie. This is above your usual slash and stock fare. This has more going on. It has a weird pulse that when you sit down, even casual of unit or with a more critical eye, it becomes evident there's something that hooks and pulls you in. It's a, it's a surprisingly strong movie that probably shouldn't work as well as it does, not without the key players in place. There isn't, you know, too much of a shift, story-wise, from a lot of some of the other movies in the Slasher Classic collection. The reason this one's elevated is that it's just a different craft. This isn't made cynically where a lot of those other ones are. In a lot of respects, it's also kind of setting its own rules and pushing its own pace, which would then be copied and replicated moving forward. So, like, a, a hugely important, pivotal movie within the genre, and in horror as well. I think Maniac begins the, the tide of changing. Now, you could argue, and I've heard people argue this before, that it's maybe less a slasher, and it's maybe more just a straight-up exploitation piece, along with movies like um, Last House on the Left. And I can see where you're coming from that to an extent, but to me, we're already starting to see those transcendial elements away from exploitation into slasher. So it almost feels like a halfway house movie in a lot of respects that I always kind of lean towards the slasher category. Now, in terms of the disc itself, this is fucking packed. This is how you do this, 88 films. You're going to come out, you're going to put Maniac out. This needs to be chock-a-block with features, and it really is. You will spend more time actually working your way through the special features than you would actually with the movie itself. The artwork is cool. Uh, things that I would point out, I switched on and off the Hysteria Continues audio commentary. Those guys always kill it. And uh, yeah, it was very, very fun. But the, the stuff specifically with Lustig, Monroe and Savini, the, the actual um, documentary pieces that are in here are brilliant and the booklet that comes with it um, is excellently written as well. So yeah, I am, I'm full on this one. Very, very high on it. When it comes to the grade for Maniac, it's a five. It's five out of five. This is a hugely important movie. Not only in terms of setting out the stall for how violent slashers will become, but also it feels like that it's passing the baton between pure exploitation and slasher cinema as well with a great original idea, uh, incredible effects, great performances, and and like really cool cinematography. Like really, really, really cool cinematography. It's the real deal. It's a complete package. Five out of five for Maniac. Right, I'm going to take my final break. When I come back, I'm closing out the show and I'm doing it right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. Uh, 
And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been your Sunday 88 Films Slasher Classic series of reviews looking at disc number 50. Yeah, legitimately 50 this time. Maniac. Now, as it stands just now, 88 Films have not announced any more titles in this line. And if we do go true to their original planning, this is the last title. So once again, we're going to work on the premise that this is the last title and we'll not be doing another one of these again for maybe ever or maybe a long time down the road. But suffice to say, it's been great coming back to do another Slasher Classic and actually finishing on one where I'm like, this is it. Like if all the movies that we've suffered through and some of them have been absolutely fucking abysmal, if at the end of that journey you get to sit and watch Maniac, then I would say it's been worthwhile every day of the fucking week. So yeah. Um, and yeah, now I'm sitting looking down at a complete lineup of red slipcase and red blurry um, boxes. And that looks a lot better. My OCD is loving what I'm seeing right now. So very, very, very happy about that. And hopefully we'll never make that mistake again. Now, never fear, we still have two discs currently, anyway, um, in the 88 Films Italian collection. I believe there's one more still to be released before the end of the year, so we'll probably cover that as well before the year is fully out. And then the Italian collection will also be put to bed for a couple of months. Um, 88 Films have announced a huge run, a huge run of 4K UHD titles, which they're in the process of up, upscaling from their original lineups and um, new titles as well. So we will be back doing more 88 Films Italian Collection well into next year. Um, I think that line is going to go up to 100. I think they probably have enough in the bag to get that done for sure. And yeah, our Sunday shows will be when those are all cut up. Um, Arrow Video Assortments. Now, it's also worth saying, ladies and gents, that the podcast Under the Stairs, towards the end of this year, will be revising its timetable into... 2023 we will be dramatically reducing the output of episodes this year's kind of got away from me like really um in a way where i'm kind of i'm proud of what i've done but at the same time i'm like we put over 150 episodes this year and that's a lot that's almost one every two days so i i can't physically sustain that plus we are moving over to video format next year as well as podcast format so that should slow down my progress on episodes coming out. So there will be a kind of reviewed lineup of when we put out our shows and how many you actually get. So keep your eyes peeled for more news on that. And the only way to do that is on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash cast. Now, speaking about things to promote at the end, there's a multitude of ways to check out podcasts under the stairs. But if you're listening to us right now, hit subscribe. That way you get the shows as and when they drop and the access to the entire back catalogue of Teapots content. I want you also subscribe to our sister feed, the Teapots Collective, which has shows like Where to Begin With, Opera Omnia, Doing the Nasty and Chronicle as well. Subscribing to both the feeds is the best way to support what I do under the stairs. Alternatively, visit our website, tputzcast.com, where all the links to all the shows are there as well. But there's also another link to another show called Jaws is Shite and Other Regrettable Outbursts. It's a booze-based banter entertainment podcast featuring myself, The Baz, and Scott Liam from Scott Liam vs. Evil. Jaws is Shite and Other Regrettable Outbursts exclusively available on tputzcast.com. For those on the Facebooks that want to interact with me over there, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tputzcast gets you the podcast under the stairs. Teapots Collective page is where I post every show I'm on, so just links to everything, and that can be found at facebook.com 
forward slash tpodscast. Lastly, if you like your internet a wee bit weird, then the Jaws of Shite Facebook group page is for you. This week, we have had users posting links to calendars of rock formations that naturally look like giant penises. So yeah, that sounds like the sort of thing that you want to click on. Then facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash regrettable pod is the link for you. Now, if you hate Facebook and you'd much rather interact with us on the twin prongs of social media sexiness, the Instas and the Twitters, you can do that by going to at TeaputsCast on both. Myself and Baz will interact with you over there. The podcast under the stairs returns tomorrow with our first of a few witchy episodes coming your way. It's just me solo. We'll have more guests on at the end of the year, but I wanted to kick things off with just me, my voice and your ears talking about the witches. Yeah, we are going to be bringing you a whole run of witch-themed episodes throughout the month of November, kicking off tomorrow. So until then, wherever you are, whatever the time zone is, and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs, and I am signing off. <laughs>